Chapter Six of the Boxcar Children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Boxcar Children by Gertrude Chandler Warner. Chapter Six. Earning a Living. Henry had all sorts of packages under his arm and in his pockets, but he wouldn't open them or tell a thing about his adventures until dinner was ready, he said. Jess, you're a wonder, he exclaimed when he saw the dishes and the shelf. The big kettle was selected, and they all began to pick blueberries as fast as they could, telling Henry, meanwhile, all about the wonderful dump. At last the tablecloth was spread, and Henry unwrapped his parcels before the whole excited family. I bought some more brown bread, he said, producing the loaves, and some milk, in the same little store where I went yesterday. It's kept by a little old man, and it's called a delicatessen shop. He has everything in his store to eat. I bought some dried beef because we can eat it in our fingers. And I bought a big bone for the dog. His name is Watch, Jess interrupted. All right, said Henry, accepting the name. I bought a bone for Watch. Watch fell on the bone as if he were famished, which indeed he nearly was. It was a rapturous moment when Jess poured the yellow milk into the four cups or bowls, and each child proceeded to crumble the brown bread into it with a liberal scattering of blueberries. And then, when they ate it with spoons, nobody was able to speak a word for several minutes then henry began slowly to tell his tale i earned a dollar just this morning he began proudly i walked along the first shady street i came to nice houses you know and there was a fellow out mowing his own lawn he's a nice fellow too i can tell you a young doctor Henry paused to chew blissfully. He was pretty hot, Henry went on. And just as I came to the gate, his telephone rang. I heard it and called after him and asked if he didn't want me to finish up. And he said he did? cried Jess. Yes, he said, for goodness sake, yes. Henry answered, smiling. You see, he wasn't used to it, so I mowed the lawn and trimmed the edges and he said he never had a boy trim it as well as I did. And then he asked me if I wanted a steady job. Oh, Henry, cried Violet and Jess together. I told him I did, so he said to come back this afternoon any time I wanted, or tomorrow. He said he didn't care just when, any time. Henry gave his cup a last polish with his spoon and set it down dreamily. It's a pretty house, he went on and there's a big garden behind it vegetable garden and an orchard behind that cherry orchard you ought to see the cherry trees well when i was trimming the edges near the kitchen door the cook came and watched me she's a fat irish woman henry laughed at the recollection she asked me if i liked cookies oh if you had smelled them baking you'd have died laughing benny delicious so I said I did, and she passed me one out. And when she went back, I put it in my pocket. Did she see you? asked Jess anxiously. Oh, no, 
said henry confidently for i carefully chewed away for a long time at nothing at all benny began to look fixedly at henry's pocket it certainly was still rather bulgy when i went the doctor paid me a dollar and the cook gave me this bag henry grinned as he tossed the paper bag to jess inside were twelve ginger cookies with scalloped edges faintly smelling of cinnamon and sugar i am going to keep track of everything i earn and spend said henry watching jess as she handed round the cookies with reverence how are you going to write without a pencil asked jess there are a few pieces of tailored chalk in my work bag said violet he gave his younger sister a gentle pat as she returned with her work bag and fished for the chalk while the girls rinsed the empty dishes in the brook and stored away the food for supper henry was beginning his cash account on the wall of his bedroom it was never erased and henry often now looks at the account with great affection soon the girls came to inspect it meanwhile benny looked on with great delight as watch tried to bury his bone with only one paw to dig with earned one dollar cash on hand three dollars and eighty-five cents read jess aloud below he had written milk twenty-four cents bread ten cents bread twenty cents cheese ten cents milk twenty-four cents beef twenty cents bone five cents cloth ten cents cloth exclaimed violent what on earth henry laughed a little and watched her face as he drew out his last package and handed it to her i thought we ought to have a tablecloth he explained so i got a yard at the ten-cent store but it isn't hemmed of course with a cry of delight violet unwrapped the brown cloth with its edge of blue her clever fingers were already evening the two ends she was never so happy as when with a needle henry set off again with a light heart here was one sister curled up happily against a big tree setting tiny stitches into a very straight hem here was another sister busily gathering pliant twigs into a bundle for a broom with which to sweep the stray pine needles from the house and here was benny curled up sound asleep on the floor with the dog for a pillow it was quite late when henry returned in fact it was nearly seven o'clock although he didn't know that several treasures had been added in his absence the broom stood proudly in the corner with a slim stick for a handle the new tablecloth had been washed and was on the drying line and jess who had decided to wash one garment a day had begun with benny's stockings when henry came back they were being put on again with much pride by benny himself violet had darned a big hole in each this time henry himself could not wait to tell his sisters what he had he passed them the package at once with shining eyes butter cried jess with a radiant face it was butter cool and sweet nobody remembered that they had been a week without tasting either butter or meat when at last they sat down to the royal supper 
these are trick spoons explained henry turn them upside down and use the handles and they become knives they were knives anyway they were used to spread the delicious morsels of butter on the brown loaf with dried beef and a cookie for dessert who could ask for a better fare certainly not the four children who enjoyed it more than the rarest dainties i washed the doctor's automobile this afternoon henry related then i washed both piazzas with the hose and tomorrow i'm going to hoe the garden oh wouldn't i love to have a nice cold swim in that brook henry was hot and sticky certainly he looked with longing eyes at the waterfall as he finished the last crumbs of his supper i wonder if we couldn't fix up a regular swimming pool he said half to himself of course we could replied violet as if nothing were too difficult jess and i know where there are big logs and big flat stones do you hey said henry staring at his gentle little sister well why couldn't we henry struck in jess just a little below this there is a sort of pool already only not big enough we sure could cried henry some day i'll stay home from work and we'll see nobody realized that henry had been only working one day in all anyway it seemed as if they had always lived in the comfortable home in the freight car with henry plying back and forth from the city each day bringing them new surprises henry went back to bed that night with a head full of plans for damming up the brook he almost shouted when he thought suddenly of benny's wheels he began to plan to make a cart to carry the heavy stones to the brook and that was when he first noticed that watch was not asleep he could see his eyes shining red in the darkness it must have been around eleven o'clock henry reached over and patted his rough little back watch licked the hand but didn't close his eyes suddenly he began to growl softly shh said henry to the dog now thoroughly startled he sat up just sat up they did not hear a sound better shut the door breathed henry together they rolled the door very slowly and softly until it was shut still they did not hear anything but still watch continued his uneasy growling violet and benny slumbered on jess and henry sat motionless with their hearts in their mouths supposing it was some other tramp whispered jess somebody else that wanted to sleep here watch would bite them whispered henry briefly jess never knew what confidence henry had in the faithful dog then a branch cracked sharply outside and watch barked out loud jess smothered the dog instantly in her arms but it had been a bark and it was loud clear and unmistakable that settles it thought henry whoever it is knows there's someone in here and the boy waited with the new broom in his hand expecting every moment to see the door opened from the outside but nothing happened nothing at all the children sat in perfect silence at least a half an hour and nothing more was heard watch sniffed a little when henry finally rolled the door open again but he then turned around three times and lay down beside jess apparently satisfied at last taking the dog's conduct 
as a sure guide henry composed himself for sleep it must have been a rabbit or something he said to jess the occupants of the freight car slept peacefully until morning End of chapter 6